0: 10, 9, 8, 7,
1: 6, 5,
0: 4, 3, 2, 1. Live from Spain, this is The Drive Home with Harry Waters.
1: Good afternoon, good evening, good night, wherever you may be. Uh, Thank you for joining us on The Drive Home. I hope you're well. Um, I am. It's been a crazy week. As always, I feel like I've been saying that a lot recently. Uh, what have you been up to? How have you been feeling? What have you been doing? I hope everything is okay. Um, so we've got a lovely show in store for you today. Um, we've got a, a wonderful guest and we will I'll speak about him very shortly. Uh, but before that, let's get down to business and talk a little bit about what has happened over the last week or so. So I think yesterday might have been the busiest day of my entire life now again i said that it has been two weeks since uh, i was last here because last wednesday i was speaking in italy so yes yeah, since the last time i spoke to you i believe i have spoken oof, i spoke in england at a conference for to three thousand people um across the globe i t- spoke at tesol spain I also, uh, that was at talk the first one for Oxford University. I also spoke in Moldova, something I didn't know I would do, let alone twice within the same 12 months. Um, I then spoke again uh, at TESOL Spain. Then I spoke in Italy, uh, talking about the sustainable development goals and how we can get them into our classrooms. Bit of a running theme going here. Um, and then... Where did that go the other day? Uh, yesterday, I was in the Czech Republic in the afternoon and I was talking about hybrid teaching. Uh, so it's been um, fairly non-stop the last week or so. Um, and on top of that, I've had all, a whole bunch of materials to write, content to create and, uh, yeah, classes to teach. Yesterday came the craziest of them all. I was doing my carbon footprint class for Pearson and the BBC's live lessons. Uh, and yeah, we we reached a fair number of people yesterday. Uh, it was really nice to speak to people from across the globe. And this morning, again, we did exactly the same. We spoke to uh, classes in Poland. We spoke to classes in Mongolia. We spoke to classes in belgium i'll tell you what the belgians really impressed me though it was fantastic and yesterday we spoke to some people in lithuania and i was certain that one of the people i was speaking to was from the usa i was wrong she was lithuanian she'd never left the country but it was just incredible to hear the the accent that she had now I'm not one for saying you have to speak like a native speaker when you learn another language. I certainly don't. Pues escúchame cuando español que no tengo el acento español. Listen to me when I speak in Spanish, I don't sound Spanish. Um that's quite obvious. But it sometimes it does really blow me away when um when teach when when people do that. Uh it's when they somehow manage to to take on the accent perfectly. It, it just it blows my mind every single time. Uh, so that was great to connect with those people yesterday. Um, and then yeah, throughout the throughout the day, we spoke to people from from all over the globe. So that was really nice. Um, and But something we didn't have a chance to do was speak and learn using music. Now this is what the subject of today's talk is. Um, un- unfortunately, uh, I was unable to get Chris to come in live, so I've had to record his interview. We we managed to to record it because he was unable to to attend today. But um, we will be listening to his interview very shortly, um, when we talk all about his his book and his his techniques. He is um, he is an ab um, you know people often say expert, but he is an expert in using music in the ELT classroom and how to learn using music. He, he does describe himself as an ELT lifer, um, and you can find him in many places uh, across social media. If you look for uh, teaching tracks, you'll find him on uh, Twitter. You'll find him on uh, you'll find him on Facebook. You'll find him on Insta. Um, and yeah, Chris Walklett, he is the go-to guy, if you're you're looking at music and learning a language. Something I've found, and we talk about it in the interview, something I've found very distressing is the amount we look at teaching English. And, you know, whenever we, it comes to using a song in class, we, you know, we don't really use the song in class. We're so desperate to just fill time and make our students like us and enjoy the classes. We don't delve deeply enough into the song. And I think those three or four minutes of a song can be absolutely key to a student's learning. So we will be listening in and talking about that. But what have you been up to? What have you done recently? Um, What have you got on the horizon? Um, I've been working with a language app as well, creating classes. It's a bit like Duolingo, just way better. considerably better i i you know i do use duolingo but i don't know how much i'm i'm retaining from it at the moment my italian isn't improving at the rate i had once hoped it would um and yeah i've been creating some lesson plans as well and some worksheets for um for a friend who, who's also doing it for another friend so it's been nice to to get the kind of materials creation uh, to get stuck into that how do you deal with uh your work when you have materials to create do you do you stay up late what i do is i get up early i get up about an hour early um so i can get cracking with the work um but that's enough of me talking let's pop off and listen to the news uh hang in tight there for the chris walker interview when we come back it's going to be wonderful obviously and yeah we'll we'll see uh we'll hear you right after this
0: This episode of Teachers Talk Radio has been made possible with support from Witherslack Group, the UK's leading provider of SEN education and care. They're here to support you, too, through an ever-growing offer of free resources, including webinars, podcasts, articles and events aimed at supporting teaching professionals like you. Visit their website at www.withaslacgroup.co.uk to find out more.
2: Are you looking to take your phonics practice forward? Then Little Wondle Letters and Sounds Revised is the programme for you.
0: This is Teachers Talk Radio, and this is Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn.
3: Pupils at belmont Grosvenor Prep School in Harrogate took part in a sound bath experience as part of the school's wellbeing programme. The school was visited by Sudeshna Sarkar, a sound mediation practitioner, who ran a series of sound workshops during Children's Mental Health Week. A sound bath is a meditative experience where you lie down and are bathed in different sounds. All pupils had a chance to play the gongs, Himalayan bowls, chimes, crystal bowls and other instruments before experiencing a brief sound bath. Ms Sarkar said she was overwhelmed by the positive responses to the workshop from the pupils. She said, participation in a sound bath requires no prior experience and is an excellent tool for children and adults alike to alleviate the symptoms of anxiety, stress, depression, poor sleep and a range of conditions affecting the nervous system. In Northern Ireland, Schools Minister Robin Walker has said schools must teach LGBT content and that there are no plans to rule out teaching about trans issues. He told the Commons Education Committee, we do need to talk about the world as it is, adding that trans people were a protected group under the Equality Act who needed support. He said, we want schools to be able to support pupils including the small number of pupils who may have gender identity issues and may need support in that respect. And it's important that if they approach members of staff, they can be signposted to the right advice and support. He said that issues around sex and gender had to be taught in an age-appropriate way and there were some really complex legal issues to do with the Equality Act. The Government is working with the Equality and Human Rights Commission to explore this. This has been your latest Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn.
0: This is Two Minute
4: Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Hello, this week I'm going to look at fake news and scammers. We all know what a scammer is, but do we really know what fake news is? The NSPCC website explains fake news in an easy to understand way if you want to look a little deeper. However, basically it's disinformation as opposed to misinformation. Misinformation shared without knowledge or intent to harm. Disinformation is shared intentionally. Fake news is nothing new, but for most it's seen as a propaganda or a political tool to influence opinion. However, it's becoming more popular with scammers. I decided to see what happens when you actually follow a fake news advert. I've noticed recently popular social media apps and search engine adverts encouraging investment in cryptocurrency. One ad caught my eye as I was looking at the news headlines on a popular browser. It read, Elon Musk invests 12 million in a new trading platform. I trusted the search engine, so I clicked on the link. Because let's face it, anything Elon invests in is worth looking at. I was taken to a website showing how the company Bitcoin Motion had created an investment robot that invests bitcoin climbs and sells when bitcoin falls because bitcoin is a massively volatile currency you can earn a large profit in a very short time it sounds almost too good to be true on the site there's a report where elon himself tells a popular american news presenter to invest 250 dollars and within eight minutes she's made a profit of hundred dollars scrolling down there were testimonials from dragon's den money supermarket and other well-known established names Next, a button to fill in a simple web form to sign up. I spent some time researching Bitcoin Motion. It was clearly fake. All endorsers had published statements saying they were nothing to do with it. So, I signed up. Within 30 seconds, I had a phone call from another company called FX. Strangely though, there was a distinctive call transfer noise, a silence before the connection. Why, if they phoned me? Hello? Hello? Hey, today, am I speaking to Mr. Steve? Steve what? That's me. Steve, you're speaking to- only from, uh, November, he this morning, and i was called mr steve i should have hung up anyway i was then time pressured so i didn't miss out to give the big long number across my credit card which i didn't do so i was sent a whatsapp message with a secure payment link again i was pushed to open it on my cell phone and pay i made my excuses and ended the call a further five messages and calls some from london some from sheffield came never leaving a message the whatsapp saying i see you've not made your transaction I'm calling to assist you. The recording I have is my final call with the supposed investment company. On the 20th of March at 8pm on Tom Rogers' show, we're going to listen to this and discuss the topic. Why not join us? I'm going to leave you with a final thought. I was told to look at the website and see there was a padlock showing it was safe. The padlock and certificate is proof your connection is encrypted. It's not proof of how trustworthy the person on the other end is. Anyone can buy an SSL certificate. Please be careful. As always, don't forget to check out the TT Radio 2022 Twitter feed. I'm Steve Woods, and that was two. Minute Tech,
0: two-minute tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio.
1: Hello and welcome back. Now, as I mentioned uh, just before we went off, to, I'm going to say the wonderful because he is, frankly, wonderful. The wonderful uh, Chris Walklett, the the guru of songs in English. Um, Learning that I'm trying to think of other ways to describe him. Um, a thoroughly lovely chap as well. Um, so we're going to be listening to that interview now, so do stay tuned in. If you do have any questions, you can find him as I mentioned before, all over social media. Uh, he's on you, you, various social media outlets. You can find him there on, over on Twitter. I found him also on on Instagram and then you can go to his group. Uh, on Facebook, more details are coming up very soon and they will be in the description box um, and the show notes later. So um, here here are me and Chris uh, talking away about the wonders of music uh, in the classroom. We are talking music today and who better uh, to talk music with than the wonderful Chris. Chris, would you like to tell us something about yourself?
5: Yeah, thanks very much, Harry. Um... Ooh, you know, difficult question, isn't it? Tell totally, totally, you know, but where should we start? I don't know, I've been uh, teaching, um, I've been in ELT for, ooh, a uh, quarter of a century. Sounds like a long time, isn't it? <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm currently a lecturer at a UK university. I don't know if I should say which one. <laughs> um, but uh, in that time, I've sort of done all sorts of things, I think, in, in terms of teaching. Where uh, did it
1: all begin for you? What was the... What was that kind of? What was your first step into ELT? How did it all start? Yeah, that's very simple. That, it was
5: a, I did a CELTA course. Um, I was a mature student at university. I, before that, i traveled around the world, and then I got to about I was about twenty-six, and I thought, "What now?" Um, enrolled for a, a uni course with a, with an entry year. At the end of the three years of the uni course, I was like, "What the hell do I do now?" And there was a CELTA course at the same uh, university i was just living 100 yards away and thought that sounds fun you know you can go abroad with that um and that was it really so i got on that course and uh, yeah that was my first foray into into teaching
1: loved it really and did you did you head off to to sunnier climbs when you when you did that <laughs> well i did actually but that's i
5: don't know how much i should say about that Oh, that's exactly why I got into it, really, to, to, to go and travel around and, and see things and that kind of thing. And I ended up in a, a small town, I think, I'm i not going to give the names of anything to that, I don't know why. but I ended up in a small town in Greece, uh, not a million miles away from Corfu, so sort of near the Albanian border. And um, yeah, it all looked good there, and the, the teaching was nice, and there was mostly kids, and that was pretty good. It was it had accommodation that was on site. Um, which was weird because you could hear everybody echoing down from the, the places below. But then one night, the, the owner, she, she took me out to, um, you know, I think my second or third night I've been there, she took me out, to, we had a few drinks, and after a few, few drinks she divulged that uh, basically the, the school was um, in financial trouble. Yes, so <laughs> to, to a runner. So my my first, apart from the the, the, the Celta course itself, my first experience of uh, this amazing world that we've uh, made our home is was uh, doing a runner. to <laughs> so you know, to to uh, to uh, explain. I mean, I basically the, the chance of being paid was
1: next to zero from what she said. So I, I I did a quick one. So to speak. I, I have to admit, um, I've. I've had my fair share of of jobs um, within the temple industry in various academies and such. Um, I think it's nice being a freelancer because now I know that the only person I have to blame um, is myself. Um, yeah. I, I'm not a good boss. Uh, I don't have good hours. Um, I'm very like I'm not lenient on when I should eat, and, and yeah, so I'm a bad boss. But I can't quit myself, so yeah. Um, now I. Um, I I didn't. I usually would finish my contracts, but it would usually be one or maybe two years in a place before, mm. for something wasn't exactly right or something wasn't going the way I felt it should be, um, mm. and I, you know, would climb on my soapbox to get onto my high horse and and ride on out of there. Mm. <laughs> um, a lot of yeah. metaphors all mixed up together there. And exactly, you know, it's a. Uh, mm something something i like to do <laughs> um so yeah it was it it is an industry whereby there is a lot of kind of chopping and changing here there and everywhere and it is nice when you can you know you see somebody who's who's been in a job for for 20 or 30 years and you just think you found it like well done because you know, it's it's so rare to find that especially nowadays within the uh, within the profession. It's 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 not well paid, and um, the contracts, particularly here in Spain, are, are not great. Um, you know, they're nine month contracts, so it's it's difficult to, to kind of eke out a living, let alone start a career. Um, yeah. And you refer to yourself as an EFL lifer. Uh, I feel that way myself as well. It's uh, it, it seems like a a good a good tag. Um, so, so you're lecturing now? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So,
5: I, I'm, what are you lecturing? Lecturer. Well, um, so I'm a history lecturer, but I also uh, do uh, academic skills, which we call something different, but effectively academic skills, so EAP. Um, so, in the last couple of years, strangely enough, not not sort of conventional E L T teaching, um, but I still, my heart is still there. So, um, one wonders how it might pan out in the future, but you know.
1: It's, it is very odd with the, um, so I, I went to work as an ELT consultant, but not like directly involved in teaching. Mm. I, was, I was basically selling books um, and my name was an ELT consultant because I would go in and I would, I would help people make their yeah. decision on buying the books that I was selling um, and telling them why they should buy them. Um, I felt really that that year, I enjoyed the job, it was great, but I felt really detached because I wasn't creating anything. I wasn't, you know, making any new classes or coming up with any new ideas. I I don't know, it felt really odd uh, to me. So, yeah, Um, apart from lecturing history and and, um, being involved in ELT, you also describe yourself um, as a music lover. Now, I know this to be true because I I, I watched you in the the TEFL Development Hub um, and I was hooked straight away. Uh, I was just like, yes, because there's something about music and learning a language that just, it goes hand in hand. You don't forget songs. No, you may not understand them, but you definitely don't forget (laughs) them. I find myself singing songs from when I was a kid and now I think about the actual meaning of it. Yes, they're in English, but it's like, ah, that's what that's about um but yeah what sparked this this amalgamation of of your passion for music and your 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 life in career
5: (laughs) (laughs) yeah um well i I suppose we have to go back to what i was talking about before on the the celtic course the um the first class that i ever did I, i used a song and it's it's one of those things that you look back and it's going oh yeah so it was all meant to be really but um I think in those days, I don't know if they do any different now on these, these sort of uh, beginner training courses, but they just give you got a copy of a page or two out of the course book. And you would sort of improvise on top of that and you know make a lesson plan out of it. And I happened to get something on different superstitions in different countries. And so I weaved in um, Stevie Wonder's superstition. Yes. Um, which awesome. yeah, yeah, and so they, they listened out for, um, at some point, they listened out for, I said, here's a song which uh, mentions some things that people find uh, good or bad luck in certain countries. Write down things that you that you hear. And uh, so that, that was that, really.
1: And they <laughs> all just, for, just wrote First ever they
5: wrote, class, that was. The first they ever all class just wrote wrote
1: was, greatest bass of all time. Like, yeah, a, yeah. And they, they were just, there, oh, I, I absolutely, oh, I'm, I love Stevie Wonder. Well, it, um, certainly, it certainly livened up the class
5: because the the person before before it was, we had about 25-minute segment or something like that each. The person before and the person after it was just, okay, so you turn to the page and do this. But it wasn't
1: perfect. It, yeah. <laughs> my, my first lesson was about bridges. Uh, um, right. I was doing adjectives, so I chose bridges. And then the next one was shoes. And then I was doing the second conditional. Uh, so I sang from Guys and Dolls if I were a bell,
5: right, um, right, 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 right. You you know,
1: know, you these, uh, these boots are made for walking or something like that. Oh, there you go. Yeah, the, um, YouTube wasn't invented then, so and I couldn't find it anywhere to download. And I was like, yeah. what "Do I do?" So I just got up there and I sang. And I'm not sure it helped with the second conditional, but it definitely helped with the, you know, the morale of the class and you know yeah. I got a round of applause at the end. So that was that was nice. Um, so there's an obvious kind of moment for you there, like when it all started. Now, you talk about being a music lover. Hmm. Question. Are you a music lover or are you a music snob? Uh, probably both. <laughs> People,
5: you know, I mean, I think mm, there's, there's an argument that real music lovers are music snobs anyway, right, by definition. So you sort of say oh yeah but that's better than that because obviously it's obvious you know but uh, yeah there's a there's an element of snobbishness i think if we're being honest about about things you, you won't hear certain arguments about certain people being any good or or being rubbish will you yeah.
1: exactly but what um, about you would you what would you say uh, about myself hmm. uh, i would say i shamelessly will listen to any music i'll be able to admit if it's good or bad music Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'll, but you'll see me singing along to the Backstreet Boys. I know that it's not good music. I know it's manufactured pop and it's garbage, but I'm singing along to it. And I love yeah. it every minute of it, you know, I, I, I enjoy it. Um, so I'll yeah, tell I, you, I, everybody is a classic, right?
5: Exactly, yeah. Especially when a company with a video, I mean, you know. Of course. All acts have got something, you know, that's okay, haven't they? That's something that you can just about handle you know there's the guilty pleasure type
1: yeah you know and the big thing behind a lot of this is so like with all of these you know manufactured pop bands or whatever everyone behind all of those there are great musicians writing these Mm -hmm. songs because they know how to write you know these these songs that are incredibly catchy with with lyrics that they know people are gonna love like i wonder if now this sounds a bit dodgy, but I wonder if The Beatles came out now and they didn't write all their own stuff and other people wrote it for them, whether then people would look at them the same way that people looked at, you know, BTS and, and Backstreet Boys and mm. other, other things like that. Admittedly, they played their own instruments. so yeah. um, Or maybe The Jackson 5. How would people look at The Jackson 5 if they came out now? yeah there's there's something about the manufactured nature
5: bands now but you've got you got ones that that have some kind of cool the manufactured ones i suppose the monkeys um have a certain element of of, of cool about them yeah. yeah we didn't at the time but maybe that's 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 grown as over time i don't know uh, yeah uh, exactly but yeah i'm a bit of a i'm a bit of a snob but not like not, not an elitist do you know what i mean it's, there's a difference um I am um, very opinionated on my music, as people are telling me all the time, you know. That's good, that's good. So,
1: yeah. I'd like to talk about your, about well, what I saw you talking about, to be honest. Um, the thing that kind of uh, awakened the musical beast within me again. Um, I can't stand gap fills. I, don't yeah. get me wrong, there is a moment where gap fills can be useful because with exam classes, you do have to listen to something and you have to fill in a gap. Okay. Um, but when that's like it with a song, you know, you go to the class, you see the teacher's gone, right, I'm going to do a song in this class. So great, I'll grab a Sunday like, I'll print it out, I'll take out 10 words, they've got to guess them. There's the gap fill, that's the song done, forgotten. And that's the lowest common denominator stuff, isn't it? Really? Exactly. And that's like 15 minutes of your class and it's gone and then it's forgotten. It's completely out the window, um, and when I saw you talking on the, the TEFL Development Hub, um, you were talking about your book, which I'd, I'd like you to, to share with us a bit more, um, sure. and you, were t- you just go into so much more detail, and I absolutely love that. Some of the ideas that were, that were in there, which I'm sure you'll share some of them with us, um, were just, to me, they were, I don't want to say revolutionary, but in terms of music in the, the English classroom, they were definitely revolutionary. There were ideas that I think that I'm quite creative when it comes to using music in class. I'll just sit in there like, that's brilliant, oh, that's really good. And that's where I kind of looked and thought, ah, maybe he's a music lover by the types of songs that, were, that you have used within your, within your book. So tell us a bit. Yeah, well, I mean, just going back to what you originally said, I
5: mean, I think there Paul Seligson said that, you know, why do gap fill when the hole is, is more important than the gap? So, you know, this has been, a, it's obvious, isn't it? Why why restrain yourself or limit yourself to, to that kind of activity? And it always confused me. So if I go back to, to link up to what went before, um, coming back to, to work in visa shops in London, you know visa shops where where really the students were there just to to get legal status to stay Mm -hmm. a brilliant teaching experience but a lot of the books then you know they had um, the headways and the like they had those kind of activities and they just didn't do enough with songs so i'm doing them because i love music and i love the reaction that students you know are getting off what you're doing but you're feeling at the end of it a funny feeling inside that an opportunity has been missed i don't know if you know that kind of feeling when you come out of a classroom. Yeah. It's all been the atmosphere's all been nice, but it could have been super nice or something. And and um, I think that was at the kind of back of my mind all the time before I started developing, um, sort of, I, I would say real activities, the ones that you were very generous about there. Um, and they, they happened over a kind of period of years. So I was just thinking, you know, just pick something. It doesn't have to be, and it often isn't something I necessarily like, but it has to be, it has to have a lot of scope so there has to be i mean for me ideally you have to have a thematic element strong thematic, interesting thematic element and then some linguistic elements that all of them might not be there there might be some vocab there might not be grammar or vice versa and kind of putting those together is 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 important and i think um yeah i mean obviously i'm biased but i, th- I think the materials are really good um, there's no doubt about it but it was the amount of working and reworking and thinking, you know, does that make more sense to go after that or, or that before that? And it could be me being some little bit of a perfectionist, but wanting to to make sure they kind of things really linked into each other. And and then I'd make sure that, um, you know, there wasn't necessarily the need to have the lyrics there in front of you. That even though you can use links or QR codes lately to, to get to lyrics when you need them, don't do anything with the lyrics maybe straight away or certainly don't do anything formulaically. approach every different song in a different way and that's really how it went And i think the first um time i i did i, I did an ma actually but it wasn't the ma was analyzing back in 2012 the, the ma was analyzing you know uses of songs in course books and elsewhere um and in doing that i then sort of in, in seeing the mistakes that were being made or, or, or the limited nature of it i then sort of did you know sort of thought well let's let's kind of completely rethink this you know what do you need to do with this song and, I, and the first one was um that i ever produced what i thought was a really good uh, lesson plan for was uh ldn by
1: uh, lily allen mm-hmm. I've forgotten the question. No, it's fine. But no, it's absolutely fine. We're going to talk about. We're going to talk a bit about the, the book and so on. And so on. Yeah. Um. I like. I like. I remember. Oof, it was a little while ago. Actually. I actually met Lily Allen not long ago. Um, oh really? Not long ago. It was 2008. It was Sorry. very long ago. Um, that was
5: around the time
1: she was uh, peak. That was around the time early I think. Yeah, I was in. I uh, think really uh, that's 2007. I don't know why. I got, it might be 2007, because I was in Brazil and she was touring in Brazil a friend was playing with her on her world yeah. tour. So I, went, I met them and it's funny because I rang my mum actually at the time and I said to her, um, my Mum, I'm with Lily Allen. Like, do you know who she is? And she's like, well I do actually, yeah, because your dad wants me to buy her CD for, for Christmas. I was like, all right then. Anyway, she thinks my beard looks cool. So I'm just going to get her to make sure you know that. So I've got Lily Allen to tell my mum that my beard was cool. Yeah. Um, and yeah, <laughs> it was quite a funny thing. So you saying that, it, it reminded me that for me, she was quite a, a seminal act in kind of crossing generations. Yeah, she really did. You know, it, it wasn't just like the youth that loved her. It was also like my dad was a huge fan. And yeah, because of her lyrics, because of what she wrote and what she said, it wasn't just like, the way the music sounded, but she really said some like yeah, yeah. Yeah. great the, things. The other
5: one of hers that, that that really stands out, and I haven't actually done materials for it, but it wouldn't be difficult, I don't think. And I actually use them sometimes in my history lectures because it sums up the feeling of the age is the fear.
1: Yeah.
5: You know, just the commentary about, about life at that certain point of, uh, forget the release date, but, but it's within a, we talk about within a decade. Uh, and I always bring that out as, as possibly the best social comment about um British culture during the I don't know if it was late noughties or early tens it was one or the other um but yeah yeah now she went through a really sort of productive phase didn't she with those those ones
1: she was really good yeah when I heard you say that I wasn't expecting you to say Lily Allen was like the, the first one mm-hmm. and because something that always troubles me with music in English classes is well, it's basically one of the big problems with English lessons in general, is it's always grammar focused. You know, course books go through grammar. You know, you start with the present simple, you move on to the present continuous, present simple versus present continuous. How they can compete with each other, I'll never know. You Will know, versus going to, like, face off. Um, so like, you, you find yourself, and like, I've done it many times as a teacher, typing on <laughs> online, song for the present perfect oh there we go still haven't found what i'm looking for by youtube but that's in my lesson and you you don't fit you find a song to fit your lesson rather than finding a lesson to fit your song yeah and that is something that you have done beautifully you've created lessons around songs rather than getting songs for your lessons yeah and so ldn is obviously one of them what what other um well, tell us about your book first what what is your book tell us all about your book yeah you're, you're
5: totally right it's it's that's the way round it is um it, the idea is really is that it's a it's a course book really that's <laughs> hardly <laughs> revolution, but it's a course book that uses only songs and you know just looks at sort of how you can bring in the thematic and the linguistic elements um for a for a full lesson and, and i think you know there are you know, um, so w- what you can do really with a very small amount, often a very small amount of of words of lyrics and in songs. You know, uh-huh. so yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I do say that it is a revolutionary approach. Um, like everything, when you move towards doing something, there are influences. Sometimes the influences are good, and sometimes the influences are bad. Um, the, the bad influence, I, I think, it's a model for what not to do, is, is, is uh, I don't know if we're allowed to diss things from the past here, but Hyman Hits. So I don't know if you know that, it's, it's a well-known book that managed to secure the rights to, I think, 10 as well, songs, and then proceeded not to do very much at all with them, very disappointing. Um, so it's actually quite a thin book, you know, so you're you paying a, like a course book type price for a very, very thin book with very little. But then, um, you know while these ideas were going around I was doing my ma i was working on a few materials i saw traditional folk songs mm-hmm. um written by david hill and i forget i shouldn't believe i've forgotten the other author that's joint authored but uh, david hill lovely bloke passed away a few years ago unfortunately but yeah that was a real inspiration he got um the idea he had i was gonna say he got lucky but he didn't get lucky he had an idea that you know okay all these songs are out of copyright so you know because the copyright rules and the length and he and this book was a real sort of kind of clear approach to you know basing so having this song and then then producing materials based around it and my thing was like yeah that's what i want to do but i don't want to go that far back in fact probably apart from say blues or something you probably couldn't do anything else that was out of copyright um and folk would be the most um, productive, probably one, one to do. So I thought there's maybe a bit of an issue here, but I'll move forward and have a think about it. You know, how to select modern or modern ish songs, because there's a range, as you probably realize from from seeing the book, there's a range of ones there, with, the, with a similar kind of approach, you know, bringing out everything they have to offer thematically, linguistically. But then of course, there will be some need to interact with, with the lyrics or mentioning stuff or linking to stuff. How can I do this? How can it be done, um, you know, so legally so you don't have any copyright issues with the book? And it simply was a case of initially, uh, while I was going through the, the first drafts of it, there was sort of links and it was very untidy looking. Um, and in fact, in I, I released three singles as I was working on the book, I thought, Oh, these these are great ideas. i to get some of them out there. So um, myself and Carol Samlow, who's like kind of creative editor, designer, etc. for the book, um, the other person involved, uh, we brought our um, three of the we thought were the strongest strongest songs and released them as what we call singles. The idea that ten was going to be an album, yet yeah, you know um, that was <laughs> it's a great idea, very very popular as well. They were so it went on a limited limited kind of run um using so the three we bought out were uh david bowie's um space odyssey um space space oddity sorry. space Odyssey. yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so you always have like to think twice about that and then you, despite hearing it a million times um yeah which we called. so we gave the, the title of the books and, and and all the and all the units within the books we gave individual titles to that were linked to the thematic elements so that got called the final frontier and so the whole kind of theme theme on that wasn't well, was a bit space travel but not just so i thought about well what elements is he discussing there is it something to do with cuz the character major tom dies at the end you know this is something to do with
1: uh,
5: <laughs> life and death and the afterlife so that came in as a topic as well and we also did um, we selected pink floyd's money with its obvious um, Subject matter of of, of greed, uh, the, the 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 negatives of it, and also the pos, positive possibilities of having money. You know, philanthropy and what you can do with, with money to change people's lives. <clears throat> and then the third one, the most popular of the three, perhaps not surprisingly, but Katy Perry's "War." Um, so you know, with, with a strong theme there of, of looking at the we use the idea of um you know women's empowerment and rights for women the history aspects of course bringing in my uh, what, what i teach at university into that um as well as the sort of numerous sort of modern aspects of it you know like um you know the kind of you know um uh, sort of slang elements that are used you know common usage and things like that yeah
1: um and your, your book obviously um as a, I've mentioned it a number of times. I've not given anybody any names or given it away. I didn't know if you wanted to, me to do it or if you wanted to do it yourself there. Um, yeah. Um, either way, it's OK with me. OK, it's, uh, it's Teaching Tracks Top 10. Um, it, is. Well done, Harry. it is a top 10. Uh, and you, you can get it on Amazon. Um, you can probably get it in other places as well. Yep. Um, where else can
5: you get it? Um, at the moment, just Amazon and and from the website. So the website's uh, teachingtracks.co.uk. At the moment, there's the only two places. Um, hopefully, that's going to be expanded. Top ten came out um, not shortly, not long shortly after the the lockdown commenced, and people weren't buying books. And um, it's done all right considering that, but not made. I think the impact, to be fair, it would have made um, had those things not not gone ahead. But uh, yeah. Um, we, that might all change because i um, hoping, you never know, fingers crossed all that, to get a nomination for the Elton Awards. So that 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 might be a, a game change. Obviously that wouldn't be till the end of the year, but uh, yeah, at the moment it's just uh, via
1: Amazon and, and also crossed. on the website as well. I've also put something in for the Elton's. Um, I don't imagine we'll be competing, so, you know, it's all good. But who knows? I mean, if, they if might get are, I'll up. be honest, if this wins, I'd be happy, I'd be more than happy to to, to come runner up to you. Um, a I think tune. it's a, a, it's just a fantastic idea. Um, mm. And the idea of it, this, you know, the top 10 kind of thing and tying it all into to music and um, and the thing that you've done by choosing songs from various eras means yeah. it won't get old. It's not the kind of book that's going to get old in a year or two years because yeah. You know themes of greed, female empowerment, and um, you know the, these ideas and um, mortality. Um, yeah. These are everlasting themes, and the songs are you know classics. Let's be honest, they're classics. Um, I, I remember when you were talking about S- Space Oddity um, and going through like some of the ideas that you did with it, and just thinking, I've never listened to the song closely enough. Like I've listened to it. I don't know how many times, but like you're, you know, you're bringing up some of the things that they're talking about, and and especially for when it like came out, you know, it was. And I, I, did you? What was it you mentioned? It was used as the theme, was it not for for the movie? Yeah,
5: two thousand and one, and Space, Odyssey, uh, Space Odyssey, Odyssey. Odyssey Clark. That's why I always get Odyssey and yeah. Odyssey mixed up. <laughs> I've done that numerous times. I already got to sort that out. Yeah, no, it was. Um, yeah, it was released for that. Uh, or or can it or, No, it wasn't. I don't think it was. Um, it was there was a, some sort of confusion. It was actually um, uh, commissioned by the the BBC, I believe, to do with the moon landing. Which it was, was. That's
1: what. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, that, that was the actual the actual Like, yeah. Right. Um, yes, we're going to release this for the moon landing.
5: Yeah. It's Without duty, the lyrics. yeah yeah this is the classic one that people do with songs they don't spend enough time listening to it to see that should we really be releasing a song about the guy dying when there's people landing on the moon and we don't know what happens to people in situations like that going through the radiation belt you know whatever it's called and, and all those things but they went ahead and did it it's like the you know things like um rem's the one i love being this big wedding song Yeah. Why don't you listen to the lyrics? This one goes out to the one I left behind. Yeah. That's real romantic, right? You know. But this is this is some some there's some block in people's brains sometimes with songs. They need to they actually need to listen. Do you know what I mean? So they they hear a song, but do they really do they really click into what it's about?
1: Yeah, like I really like that song. Let's have that song as our wedding song. You know, "In My Life" by the Beatles, for example. You know. Yeah, Yeah. Does that not talk about lots of different lovers? Like, I don't know, maybe that's uh, not exactly appropriate. And, um, Born in the USA is often used as, like, yeah, of a, course. Yeah. a go USA song. <laughs> but he's criticising the yeah. actions of uh, of the government. Like, I'm, yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure you're quite getting that, guys. It's, yeah, but I was born here, man. Freedom, um, yeah,
5: and amazing. They can't get by the chorus. I mean, come on, it's not as if, it's not as if you don't have to read a big tone, do you? With the with a song, you looking through the lyrics. You know, I mean, okay, on the internet you can get them now. Maybe you didn't used to. Sometimes on the sleeve, but still, you can listen a bit. You know, and and, and it doesn't take very long, does it, to to kind of and um, you know work out what what it what it might be about, and what it's definitely not about.
1: You know. Well, Exactly, like literally, is, is one of the lyrics not off to kill the yellow man or something along that? Like, yeah. you know, it it couldn't be much more explicit. Like, oh. it's uh, and yeah, it's, it's often misused, and it is that thing about listening to lyrics and and getting to know the lyrics and and really understanding them, um, and then yeah, taking it off like a bit further than that. And um, what I really liked what you mentioned a minute ago was. Um not looking at the lyrics first. Yeah. So what sort of approach would you do in a class if you don't look at the lyrics first? Because the auto-reaction of I'm gonna go with 93.7% of teachers, <laughs> approximately. Um they just go in there and it's straight away, bam, lyrics on the table or bam, yeah. turn lyrics training on. Then we're learning lyrics. Uh,
3: what are
5: you doing? So you know, I think the the art of teasing has obviously gone out of people's uh, imagination. But no, yeah, I mean, come on. So there's lots of things you can do, isn't it? So I mean, I'll take an example because it, that might be the easiest rather than you know theorizing it. So um, very simple one. So so Pink, Pink Floyd, uh, Money is called the unit the book, and, and the unit in top 10 is called Filthy Luca. Yeah, how do we start off well i don't know something something really simple like uh do you know any currencies what currencies are in europe besides the euro you know what currencies do you know in the world you know um just just start just just nice and easy and ease them into ease them into the the whole the whole
1: concept of it you know this is just ever, lots like of to do, isn't do you ever get them to try and guess what the lyrics are you know would you, you know just put the music on and get them to try and i don't know write the first
5: verse without the words. Yeah, you can do that. I mean, there are all sorts of activities you can do with songs, aren't there really? Um, but I think the, I mean, when I present like, because I do a, a training course called training tracks, the whole thing now is called tracks. Teaching tracks is the, the books, there's few written, there's a few to come. And then you've got training tracks as well. So when I'm doing the training tracks teaching course, um, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about ideas like that. I've done a couple uh, of, they were really well-received ones in Spain, in Cantabria and Nevada. Um, yeah, yeah, and I will, I will introduce, or I'll get them to, to come out with ideas, maybe polish their ideas a bit. I suppose with the materials in the book, it was very much a, a case of, you know, I mean, yeah, you come up with something like that, and then you come up with something else. Then you just have a little look at, you know, what would go before what? And if you do that there, will that invalidate that? you know, and there's there's a little bit of strategy that, that maybe hasn't been thought through, but I that I grew to understand from playing around with it and, and, and a little little bit helped um, uh, seeing what David Hill had done in traditional folk songs, because there was a clear idea of how you progress things rather than just, this is great, this is great, this is great, they kind of link together, you know. So yeah, I'm all for all sorts of things, but uh, it, it could be that some things don't quite work or or that maybe you can't start with them. But um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there is, there is all sorts
1: of ways to do this, really. And how would people get on your course that you do? Um, what would what would people have to do to find out about that?
5: Yeah, well, at the moment,
1: it's it's early days, so it's really being word of mouth. Um, so
5: um, uh, obviously, I've got a full-time job, so that's one thing, <laughs> you know, and I've been doing a lot of, during lockdown, I've been doing a lot of Zoom talks and everything's been keeping me pretty busy. Um, but in terms of uh, the courses done so far, it's, it, it's been kind of word of mouth, really. So um, I've had people approach me. Obviously, when the future pans out, I'm going to have to do that more professionally and sort of market myself a bit more. It's a bit difficult sometimes to be doing everything. I've got one, as I talked about, one collaborator, uh, collaborator as well. But I, I need to get a bit more of a, a network going, you know, I think, to, to, to make the most out of it. Um, and there's things that there's offers that come in, and you think. Um, I mean, I had, I had an offer just before the book came out, which was um, so the book wasn't there to to as, to offer as a finance. But um, this lady said, "Oh, do you want to come and um, do a, like a tour in in France, where you visit uh, loads of places, and um, you know, take care of expenses and there's something on top of the list. and all this." And I didn't sort of do that because there was no kind of product ready. To, to go with it. But yeah, I think um those, those went so well. The feedback was just so you know almost embarrassing really in terms of uh some of the comments, just lovely to hear. And it's just something that I think there's a there's a thirst for it. I can I can feel there's a thirst for it. And what I love particularly is not self-aggrandizing, you know, it's 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 watching the participants blossom. So watching people sort of say, well I really like this but I'm not too sure what to do. Or, you know, and then they, through the course, I was taking them through, you know, uh, so that's a bit of input and then they work on a project and then they have like kind of tutorials and they work in groups together. So it's not just from the expert, it's from each other and other ideas. And then they come out with one thing and they, if the, this opportunity was there, which it was for some of them, they try it in class and then feedback on that. Uh, you know, and, and for others, they just say, well, I wasn't able to do this because they're doing, um, I think there's a lot of exams and stuff they were telling me in, in Spain um, around this time of year. The last one was only a few weeks ago that I finished. You know, but I would have done this. And so they were talking their way through and I just think, wow, you know, there's just so many ideas out there. And it got me thinking that, you know, I've got a few things in planned, but I might like to do something where, well, you know, rather than it being me, I got a whole group of people together from different places to do different things. You know, and we used the kind of um, the framework of what I've done in top 10. and. Um, 2020's vision, which is the the one sort of waiting to be uh, released, and, and sort of maybe you know um, act as an editor um, for other people's work as well, you know, rather than just say oh you know this only Chris Walker can do this because that's that's nonsense, you know. There's just certain things you can you can learn, and it'd be really nice, I think, to to get a whole bunch of um, di- different people from different places just just sharing their their wonderful ideas because. Total knockout. The, the last course, particularly, have all been good, but the last course, particularly, I was just like, wow, wow,
1: wow! just thinking, you know, <laughs> going to take my job away from you. No, but that's yeah, that's, that's it. Problem, yeah. People can be, and like particularly, teachers can be so yeah. creative. I, of yeah, yeah. course, myself, uh, it's called creating a greener mindset, and it's basically mm-hmm. about getting your students to be thinking greener, you know, mm-hmm. and get them to, to like slowly develop in that way. And I was there with with the, and there were five other participants and just the ideas they were coming out with I was like yeah this is blowing my mind like you know i don't profess to be uh you know an, an expert in in the the matter i call myself an enthusiast rather than that um yeah. I let other people call me an expert no i'm joking obviously um but no like the the ideas they were coming up with and i was learning so much from them as well and it's just like yeah. with these courses it's that with the collaboration is so fulfilling Mm-hmm. And as a teacher myself as well, to get these these wonderful ideas, and and yeah, going back to to music because there is such you know a you know there's such a, a wide there's a plethora of music out there you know there's there's everything there's every music on every subject on you know on every style of music there's there's something for everybody to like and and each one of those songs you know, it doesn't have to be the same three or four activities that we always do. Yeah. Um, you know, reorder the sentences. Now, don't get me wrong. I quite like reordering the sentence every now and again. I don't think it's a terrible thing. You have to pay attention. You have to listen. But there are those kind of five activities, maybe, um, and it doesn't, it doesn't go far enough. Um, and I think teachers, I know all teachers are time poor. You know, there's yeah. not enough time to do anything. But you know taking the time to even if it's not even if it's not all of the top 10 but deciding in the year okay there are three terms we're going to take three songs and we're going to do three classes each one of them we're going to do each one of our song just because it gives that release it gives the students something else and it also encourages the students to go out there and you know open their spotify and look for something that isn't just ed sheeran you know yeah it's easy to learn Ed Sheeran lyrics, and it's very easy to sing them, don't get me wrong, but, mm-hmm. but do they actually mean anything? Um, of you know, course Ed Sheeran's in the book. I know, but his <laughs> no, early stuff... Yeah, I, 18, yeah, yeah, that was... That was uh, 18 was incredible, like an absolutely mind-blowingly wonderful, uh, well, not really wonderful, incredibly dark. I remember students coming into class saying, "Can we do this song in class?" And I was like, "You know what this is about, right?" Mm. And you know, but then like m- more recently, so I was just don't get me wrong. I, I like listening to it. I'll sing along at the top of my lungs. But yeah, you know, listening to some of the lyrics, you know, um, "Fill up the engine, we'll drive real far." It's like you won't if you fill up the engine. You need to fill up the tank, mate. Um, <laughs> um, artistic license, I guess. No, uh, um, I've got a little bit of time for him because you know, you know who he
5: supports football team i don't oh he's an ipswich town supporter like, oh of course as, uh, yeah. we're much beleaguered and we have to stick together he's got a squad number i know this is off the music uh, really he's got a squad number at ipswich. i believe it's 17 i could be wrong oh, um wow. so technically i don't know he might play the last game of the season if there's nothing to uh, to play for as unfortunately looks it looks to be the case but we shall see oh
1: that's yeah, a- that's what money and
5: fame does for you gets a squad number with a with a beleaguered uh,
1: league one uh, used to be brilliant too. Oh, I wonder if maybe Northampton Town will sign me up when I get famous. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that again, that's not to like to 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 diss because you know he writes his own music. It, it's all yep. you know, and he writes everybody else's music as well. Apparently, well,
5: according to yeah,
1: some of the some of the cases that's coming up now, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. But he's the like Taylor.
5: Yeah, they've got all sorts of claims, haven't they, for, for usage of other people's material. It's, yeah
1: yeah it's a real shame as well because i like I'm a, I'm a big taylor swift fan i think she's massively underrated and that's you know some of the stuff that she writes i think it's really good um i really liked her last album um i'm an unashamed swifty i'm afraid all oh, right um <laughs> i know very little about her apart from the the, the obvious the obvious songs really yeah um, no, but I think she's she's pretty good. Um, but yeah, I've gone off topic again. Surprisingly enough, um, yeah, it's this this it's this grand diversity of you've got limitless supplies of music, mm. which means you've got limitless supplies of topics. Which means you can marry almost any topic you're doing in your yeah. coursebook to a song. You know, you could find a song for every coursebook unit, and what you could do with that mm. is that culture unit often at the end in course books, you know, the one where they talk about Halloween or St. Patrick's Day, Yeah, you know, that, that culture, unit. that could be something a teacher looks at and goes, do you know what? We're not going to do that. Instead, we're going to look at a Pogues song.
5: Yeah, St. Patrick's Day. Um, there, is, there is one course book that does that. I, the, the name I'm not too sure of, but it's it's the one done by the guy I talked about earlier, Paul Seligson. And they, um, I'm trying to remember, he works for Richmond, right? So it's one of Richmond's releases. Is it Insights? I don't, I don't know how that came into my head. But they do every unit, it's a bit like you said there. They, they managed to um, get the rights to use a couple of impactful um, lines from from a particular song it's the only um i think it's now the only course but really doing anything at all with songs you know and that they tie that those lines not the whole song i don't know what the agreement is but they tie those lines to the, the theme and the unit which is which is nice to see so there's a there's a few people out there flying the flag um, it did feel at one point like i was the only one uh, but you know <laughs> it's got a you know a revolution's got to start with at least one person right and then you've got, exactly. you've got the idea right
1: um, and, and it is, it is seemingly is going pretty well. Um, it's it's definitely having an impact, that's for sure. It's, it's made me rethink a lot of how I use songs in classes. Just that, that one session I came to, um, with you in the hub, um, it did make me kind of stop and think like, am I actually using the song at all or am I just chucking it in there? Um, yeah. Yeah. And there is like there's this one activity I absolutely love. I mentioned it to you in a message a while back called song yeah. stations, um, yeah. where you know I, I get the students to have a conversation with the song. You know, so yeah, Adele is brilliant for it. You know, Hello is perfect. You know, you yeah. and, like you pick up the phone and you're like, hello, hello, who is it? It's me. Who's me? Oh, that's me. You, you know, so. You go through and you have the conversation with the song and you that can be a quick and easy standalone thing to do in your class, Mm -hmm. five minutes to fill, students absolutely love it, it's brilliant, but I've taken it like a step further and like that can go into the class as well, but you know, why don't we I don't know, let's translate the lyrics into your own language first and then you know see what they actually mean if you want to do that. Let's yeah. let's look a bit further it. Mean, why do you think she's speaking to this person? Um rather than just saying, so guys, what's your favorite song? Cool, let's do that song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because why not? I and mean, yeah. it's made me really it's so so that in particular would be you know 10-15 minute activity that is now. It's an hour long class without any problems whatsoever. And you end up with kids leaving the class and teenagers leaving the class, going, going to their going, speaking to their mum, being like, I just spoke to Taylor Swift. And it's like, what? I just spoke to Taylor just had a conversation with her. You know, that you'll get, well, you just go home, look for songs to do it with, and then they'll come back and be like, look, or they'll record it and they'll send it in. And it's just suddenly like, you know, When they actually care about the song, when it isn't just five minutes of the class, it just it makes such a difference. Yeah, it does. Yeah. I mean, I try to,
5: if possible, and and it often is, I try to thematically frame or something every time period, for example, when I'm teaching history with with a song, you know, and and connect it and I put it into the recorded lectures that they watch. It's never random. It's never just something from that period. It's something from that period that says something about what we're going to listen to, you know, so if you're doing the 80s and the greed in Britain, you're looking at something like Pet Shop Boys opportunities, you know, um, you know, if you it could be anything really, you know, just just throw in things that that uh, connect with people, you know, and uh, connect with the thing you're going to do. I, I think it works, it engages them, you know.
1: Uh, the, my favourite song conversations I ever did was I, I did it with "We Didn't Start the Fire," and it was just a trivia quiz basically mm. um, about famous people, um, which was really fun to do. But um, yeah, just I don't know. It was it was a, a, a fun activity, but if the students don't know the song and don't get it, it doesn't really work. Yeah, yeah. a lot of well, all of yours, the students don't need to know the song in the first place. No, that's, and they that's, will know the song by the end of it. And they will be interested in listening to other songs by by those artists. Yeah,
5: I tried to throw in a few sort of lesser known ones as well. I, I could have obviously gone for, <clears throat> you know, ten big guns, you know, like the, like perhaps the three that were <clears throat> released as the singles. But I, I tried to throw in some other things like the it's um, just, just thinking what, what else was in there, the, the just just Jack track. I'm forgetting the tracks in my the songs in my own book, which is not great, so I've got a copy of the book here. Yeah, so um, Stars In Their Eyes, you know, just so, just so, well, hardly anybody knows that song, maybe outside Britain, they didn't really hear it, but just something with a with a really strong theme, you know, the, the, the perils of the pitfalls of celebrity culture, you know, it just kind of just said, so yeah, yeah, that's, that's something that's really nice, um, you know, Something a bit different, you know. A lot, a exactly. lot,
1: of in it. A lot. Of comment about about the times in which it came out, you know. And it's just good because it's it, it's great because now we do have this opportunity that we can listen to anything by anyone, yeah, at all. Um, and you know, suddenly, you know, you can see these tracks coming out, and our, my 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 friend won't forgive me because I've got I've got a good friend who's. Who's been in a number of bands, and his dad was in in some bands as well. And uh, one of one of the songs that his dad wrote um, an, an awfully long time ago um, was seen as like an LGBTQ anthem. Yeah. Um, and uh, they've recently started touring from it again because someone just right. kind of discovered it. You know, they were. What was the track? I can't remember, which is oh. really annoying me. I'm going to message my friend and I'll get back to you and tell you. Okay. Um, well, his like, dad's been inundated with like, you know, TV appearances and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah, um, like, ahead of his time and now his time's come kind of thing. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, exactly. exactly. Um, so, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find out and I will get back to you on that. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll try and keep,
5: you know, I'm, I'm getting on a bit. But I'll try and keep up, you know, I think like um, Radio 6 really helps, you know, 6 music. Yeah. That really helps me to, and it's a lovely blend of the best of the past with the, with some not always good but i mean it's not always necessarily your taste but you know there's always some good new stuff depending on which sort of dj and yeah that keeps me nicely attuned i think with the times you know apart yeah. from just record buying
1: yeah. I, I do love like you know like bbc introducing and stuff like that yeah um, yeah and the fact that you can, you can like, bands that you might never hear again mm-hmm. um, there are some some really just songs that you will hear just like that's so good. And yeah, they, yeah. They disappear. Like, Bad Money is a band that I really like. That you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I really like Squid. I don't know if you know anything about them. I don't, but I will be checking. Oh, them out. They're
5: awesome. They just take you down a music hole. You know, just <laughs> some of their tracks just
1: amazing. Yeah, brilliant. Well, that that feels like we've uh, we've done. We're we're drawing slowly towards an end of this lovely conversation mm-hmm. um it's been an absolute pleasure uh, getting to know you and and meet you um I'm sorry kind of i guess we, this is meeting nowadays isn't it yeah i guess it is yeah no, not quite the same you don't need to shake hands anymore you know <laughs> we, we can see each other so yeah, you can see my, my dog laying behind me um sleep on the spare bed
5: oh yeah my god so upside down so yeah, like but...
1: yeah exactly um all day on instagram i've been posted her sleeping in various places you know that's how mm-hmm. the kind of day i've had so um, <laughs> it's been a busy one um but yeah it's been lovely um i yeah i encourage everybody who's listening to go out there and, and check out uh teaching tracks you also have a, a facebook group um, oh,
5: yeah, certainly do.
1: Yeah, so it's creating uses for um, songs
5: and song lyrics in ELT. If people type in creating uses, they'll they'll find it. The thing to look for is it's like a, uh, a picture of graffiti on a wall with create, creating uses. But yeah, I mean, please come along and join the group. That's the what I In the chat. Yeah, that's right. You were saying um, about new music. What I tend to do, as well as the stuff to do with what I'm doing, with with material ideas and other people's input, I also um, because it's nice to share, isn't it? Uh, when you've got a community, I, I also chuck things on there. So I'll, I'll chuck something on by Squid, and everyone will ignore it. But you know Not me. <laughs> yeah. So this you know there's always, there's always um, ways to ways to get music out there, isn't it? And, and try and educate people in lots of different ways.
2: There are
1: there are so many so many ways. Um, and yeah, I think. It's important that we do continue to listen to not just the same 25 tracks that we have on our Spotify, you know, great hits playlist that we just listen to over and over again. It's important to diversify, try new music, try new old music, um, try old, old music again. I mean, the last few weeks I've been listening to stuff like um, Maximo Park and and We Are Scientists, you know, the stuff I was listening to in my early twenties and just like, still like that you know that's that's still good um yeah i, I love to hear i mean
5: you get like uh on, on six Music, someone like guy garvey always throws stuff in from the 40s and the 50s <coughs> just think wonderful you know for me i don't even care if it came out yesterday or a million years ago you know if it's a good
1: song it's a good song you know exactly and i think that is a perfect quote to uh, to end our conversation on if it's a good song it's a good song. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a Pleasure. That's great. Thanks a lot, Harry. Yes. That was Chris. Um, that was wonderful. Thank you so much for for coming along. Um, you can probably hear the doorbell uh, ringing there in the background. I imagine somebody else will answer it. Um, it was amazing to have Chris uh, having a chat there. Now, the best thing about it was. We didn't even get halfway through what we wanted to talk to, uh, to talk about. So we had to, we've had to schedule another date further down the line um, where we can uh, talk more about other things, uh, including future releases, um, future books uh, and, and other things such ideas so what are your favorite ideas to do music in the classroom what's what's, what are your top tips your the best things that you like to use music for um as i say with uh with chris there he he did kind of mention the themes of of these songs and really getting to know the lyrics Um, this has been something that i used to struggle with an awful lot i would sing along to songs i you know i still do i sing along to songs and I don't pay any attention whatsoever to what they're actually singing about so it's something that's really helped me learn Spanish that's for sure when I listen more carefully to what the song is about and you can you can see why people you know love these songs um, So we're going to shoot off for just a second or two. We'll be back very shortly for the closing um, so do hang on in there. we'll be back very shortly.
0: This episode of Teachers Talk Radio has been made possible with support from Witherslack Group, the UK's leading provider of SEN education and care. They're here to support you, too, through an ever-growing offer of free resources, including webinars, podcasts, articles, and events
3: aimed at supporting
0: teaching professionals like you. Visit their website at www.withaslackgroup.co.uk to find out more. Are you <laughs> looking your phonics practice forward? Then Little One, Letters and Sounds is the program for
2: you. Created, created by two, two schools, schools with an, with an excellent, excellent track recording following, Little, Little Wonder and Letters and Sounds Revised will help all children become readers and, readers ensure, no and ensure no child is left behind. The programme program offers complete support for your phonics, phonics, teaching, phonics teaching, alongside class resources, resources and fully decodable readings from, from college, college in, cap. in cap. To, find to find out more, more follow, at follow at Letters Sounds on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram, or join the free thing by visiting uk.
0: Introducing Bubble with if evidence-based learning and from, from education, let, let BULB digital Portfolio help initiate your educational practice. BULB helps, help teachers, teach practice. Bulb helps, bulb helps teachers, teachers teach and learners learn. learn. BULB, bulb is, is an easy-to-use, easy fully, fully accessible digital, 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 digital platform that, that captures students' digital learning, learning assets in one place, allowing them to evidence their learning and reflect on their growth. Our dedicated team of education specialists are on hand to ensure that BULB can consistent into all of your teaching practices. Come take a look. And get a
2: if you're listening to this, then we know we share one thing in common. A passion, a passion for the, for the type, type of outstanding education that every child deserves. deserves. That's, That's what, what makes us the leading provider of specialist education and care. We need we people like you to help us achieve even more. With, with us, you'll, you'll be given all the resources and support you need, offered a clear path to of career profession. progression, and be rewarded with some of the best, best salaries and, and benefits the industry, the industry has to offer. We are Whitherslack Group. We we are business business if you'd you you like buy to find out more, we'd love to hear from you. Visit www.whitherslackgroup.co.uk forward slash careers and be part of our future.
0: This is Teachers Talk Radio this is Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn.
3: So
1: I would like to apologise. There, I think you got a bit of feedback uh, from the from the the adverse. There, my apologies. Um, we are back now, and hopefully there shouldn't be any more feedback. Um, but yeah, we are here. We are back for the last couple of minutes, just to see out the rest of the the rest of this Wednesday, gloomy Wednesday evening. Now I do have to say, the weather here is absolutely apocalyptic. It's crazy outside. Um, I imagine you've seen on the news, there is is what we call Galima here in Spain. It's when there's uh, sand, basically, that's that's come over from the Sahara Desert. It's caught up in the storm. So everything, everything is orange at the moment. Um, The the whole of the house is covered in orange. The front garden is just covered in sand, the back garden, the car, everything. Um, we've got solar panels up on the roof and uh, I'm going to have to get up there and give them a clean because they are covered in sand. Um, I'm not exactly sure how to clean solar panels. So if anybody has any top solar cleaning panel advice, whether it's just to chuck water on it and rinse it off, I, I just don't know. Um, <laughs> I just don't know. So I, I'm no expert. We've only had the panels for, for about six months now, so I've not yet had to clean any sand from my roof. Uh, it sounds almost as abs- feels almost as absurd as it sounds, I have to be honest. Uh, so as you listened there uh, to the, the, the chat I had with Chris, um he did as he did mention a few different ways that, that you can use music in the classroom. But I think my key takeaway from it um it wasn't just about obviously the lyrics uh you can learn lots from lyrics and you do you know if you're going to create an entire class around a song then the lyrics are going to be important they are going to be useful you know there there are linguistic devices in there you're going to find idioms you're going to find grammatical structures in there you know there's all sorts of different things you can find within uh within the lyrics but my key takeaway was that thing about listening to the lyrics understanding fully what we're listening to um and knowing what the theme of the song is and delving deeper into that theme you know you can have your lesson uh and you can take it a little bit further it it, you know it's probably not just about love you know this love song there's probably a specific thing in that love song uh that happens um there are environmental songs which you know my favorite kind of songs uh (laughs) of course there, there are all sorts of different songs that we can find and we can look deeper into the lyrics. I, I cannot recommend enough uh, joining the group on Facebook uh, that, that Chris did mention. Um, it's called Creating Uses for Songs and Song Lyrics in EFL. Um, he mentioned you can just type in Creating Uses. I will put it in the, the description at the end. I'll also put in links to his socials so you can find him Uh and pester him for more ideas. No, I'm joking, of course. Don't pester him for more ideas. Um, but he will be back on very soon. Uh, we, we would like to talk about his top. I'm not going to say what it is. I'm, I'm going to keep you all in suspense, but he'll be back very soon to share more ideas on how we can use music in the classroom and how it is. It's probably one of the ultimate tools in terms of language learning because there is so much of it out there and it's so easy to remember. Um, That's all from me. I'll be back with uh, Anna Hasper next week. We'll be talking about young learners. We'll be talking about teacher training. Uh, We'll be talking about moving uh, to countries that we know nothing about um, and learning about them and immersing ourselves in the culture. So we will be back next week. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks again to Chris for, for his time. I cannot wait to hear from him again. Do get out there. Check out the book, Teaching Tracks Top 10. Um, It will revolutionise your your classroom. Um, And as I said, even if you're not going to get through all 10 of them this year, then have them there. You'll get through all 10 of them with various different classes at the very least. Um, It's it's a great mix uh, across levels. So do check it out. Um, I'll see you next week um the, it's the day before my birthday actually next week so don't forget everybody to bring presents along for me um in the form of love and uh, hugs although you can't give them to me here you can send virtual ones thanks very much everybody i'll see you next week